0: Women Tech Charge from the Evening... No. Women Tech Charge from the Evening Standard... Oh, sorry. Don't worry, there are no... No! I have to sing it again! I'm the mathematician, not the English person. Now I can't even talk. Women Tech Charge from the Evening Standard is back. Was that too loud? I'm Maria and welcome to series two of Women Tech Charge. This season we're talking to amazing women doing incredible things in science and tech and engineering and maths and all the stems because all of them are in there together. And I said dad I don't like it out there. He said no worries toots we can put the cart back in the
1: truck and head home or you go back out and you just try and go quicker and, and when they're going to bump you
0: you're gonna bump them back twice <laughs> as hard. Regarding the Mandalorian, it's a little bit of old school and it's a little bit of new school. I think that's where visual effects really succeed. How does one go about getting a watch named after them by Microsoft? Magic and fleet. It's showtime. Let's start with a bang or a Paso Doble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Riley is here. <laughs> She's a presenter, a mathematician, an occasional dancer, and a soon to be mum. Yeah, very occasional dancer these days. I can't get close to the (laughs) pasha.
1: He's like, now you finally got the posture because your bodies are supposed to be touching, but we're still a foot apart. (laughs) Nailed it.
0: But I'd say you're a Rachel. Yeah.
1: This is my thing. I don't claim to be a woman in tech. I just claim to be a math enthusiast. I've got a master's in math. Well, I more love than an enthusiast if you did Well, mas- I ma- try masters. and, you know, spread maths positivity. Yes. But I don't fit into the box Any of, of the boxes. I'm not working in tech and I don't claim to be.
0: And that is the job? If someone says, What do you do? What's the yeah. first? do you say I Rachel? I Rachel. <laughs> Should um, you say I, oh, Well, it, it's
1: one of those things that was really embarrassing. You know, when you go to America and you have to tick, you know, what's your um, occupation? Yeah. For ages, TV presenter was just, am I? Is that a real thing? But I just, I go
0: with it now. Oh, I've got one bone to pick with you. Oh yeah, to say. Um So apparently you once described your job on Countdown as the one cool maths job around. <laughs> that was like when I was 22. You were young and foolish. Is that what you're going I was gonna, 22 and I went one? from
1: university to clothes budget do you get the spare from your clothes budget there is no spare only. yeah use it or lose it <laughs> <laughs> especially now more material
0: why did you apply
1: I always liked puzzles that's what I liked about maths um so I always enjoyed the countdown game and used to play against my little brother you know it's four o'clock was 15 to 1 4 30 was <laughs> countdown and then I might do a little bit of homework later maybe um so I just I just liked it and I just applied um on the off chance it was you know I was uh, at the time all of these um, job applications were kind of were absolute tomes when have you worked as a team when have you overcome adversity when have yeah. you done this that yeah. the other yeah. and it was 50 words in a photo for a countdown yeah why would you be good stand out
0: okay and that was written <laughs>
1: that was, yeah. yeah that was my first I written thing fun, after you thing. 50 yeah, words. 50 words
0: 50 i could do my thing was always 300 words or less i'm okay But beyond that, there's this feeling like work. So you did the 50 words and then you auditioned. Did you have one audition? Did you have five?
1: Um, They called me into um, the ITV studios on the embankment Mm -hmm. and they I think they interviewed 100 people. We sat in a room and had a chat with two producers and they gave me a bunch of countdown numbers puzzles whilst they sat and stared at you. And it was 2008, so they had... Um, a CD player and they'd press play and the countdown music would play. (laughs) And then after a couple of rounds... And it's, you know, when
0: people stare at you when you do maths, it's quite... I mean, people... You feel like dance monkey dance. That's always (laughs) my thing. People are like, you're a maths genius. What's 52 times? And I'm like, "Uh, well, this is not how I do my maths. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) And there's a maths space and there's a reason for that. It's just putting people under pressure. Yeah, It's not what maths is about, but the um after a couple of uh, countdown rounds with them staring at me, the actual CD player broke, <laughs> so then they still had a couple more math they questions dun, dun, they dun, started dun, saying, dun. they started telling me numbers like as it was going be like ten seconds, fifteen seconds, 20 seconds. Oh, and when gosh. you're thinking in numbers and someone's shouting numbers at you yeah that doesn't it's, help. <laughs> it's yeah. just like patting your head and rubbing your tummy. Yeah. Um but obviously it went all right because then they got me back for a screen test, so they took six of us up for screen tests, which was like a three hour thing in the studio in Leeds. Um, and um, I got the job. So Who was the
0: first person you told?
1: Um, well, I was supposed to hear, I think, maybe the Friday or over the weekend, and every time my phone went, my mum would be like, <gasps> and look at me and stare <laughs> at me, and it's like it's just, it's just you know, Siobhan or whatever. Um, You're making this worse, mum. <laughs> and then, yeah, by the, so by Monday, I hadn't heard, and I was like, well, it's obviously not going to happen. So by the time I did get the call, my mum was, like, dishing up dinner and didn't pay any attention mm. at all, so I went in the other room, took the call, was like... Okay. Walk <laughs> back into the kitchen just like holding my hat, you know, my phone like what's just happened. And my mum, she didn't notice for like a good, you know, 30 seconds and she turned around and she was like what? She, she was so funny especially to start with because I had to keep it quiet for a little while Okay, and like I'd be like I'd be in the car if she'd like get out and she'd be in the butchers buying something and you could see her having a chat with the butcher and then the guys like head turning <laughs> to the car
0: and you're like sinking Sorry, in like she told someone else <laughs> what was the weirdest or what was the strangest person that was like oh my gosh I've just seen you on channel 4
1: one day that I was it was out um, by accident somehow and the papers were on my doorstep, which was my parents' doorstep because I was obviously oh. living at home. And then I was in all the papers and I was thinking, is everyone going to recognise me now? Am I famous now? Mm, and it, made it. you realise it's, it's not like that at all. Oh. So you can be on Countdown for ages and people still don't know who you are, which is great. Um, but uh, but contrast that with I did one thing for Manchester United which hadn't even been broadcast but they were just promoting the advert for it right. and I was getting I was getting stopped at Old Trafford it was, <laughs> like, I was like, oh okay my dad quote unquote said I finally made it I get um, uh, like Asian tourists that come over to Old Trafford like the you know they do the pilgrimage yeah. they recognise me from, Manchester, from Man from Manu TV
0: that's insane more than Countdown yeah. or eight out of ten cats. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: the thing that most people want to chat about, that just, is. you know, person on the that's street. That's become it. Yeah.
0: Is that as fun as it looks to record? Yeah, it's great. Is it more fun than it looks to record? Well, it's... I'm, like a, I'm a massive get comedy cut cut fan. Out.
1: Yeah, most of it get cast, Exactly. <laughs> most of it's career-ending stuff. There's probably some editors
0: that are making a few quid on the side with a few, you know... <laughs> offcuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you ever... If someone said you had to choose, would you choose 8 out of 10 over main countdown? I would probably to be honest choose countdown because i get to do more numbers games on countdown <laughs> oh, are there, no, not those numbers there on. are there's two per show you have to do cats, all you have to do most show. of the number work on a out of 10
1: yeah i, have no, to I, say. Mean, I, I love both they're, they're to be honest they're completely different jobs they're different production teams they're just in the same studio oh. and i love working on both but um i mean i've done countdown almost 11 years now and yeah. the, the production team are they're like family and we have a good giggle um they're the producers from from Blackpool the rudest cleverest man you'll ever meet <laughs> um, yeah and he's yeah he's like my big brother or something so
0: let's dive into the maths let's because I like maths hey! I also did it at Oxford as well yeah um, and you were at Aureole, uh-huh. Um, which was the it was a bit of a it wasn't I don't know if it's a posh college? What do you call no, it? No, it
1: was known as litch in vertical was the friendly college because I went to Cambridge and didn't like it at all and yep. was really put off and yeah. they were they I found them really pretentious and I just didn't like it, so I thought Oxford would be the same. And then Mum said, Oh, you know, how about we do this? And she picked it because it was called the Friendly College and it was right in the oh. middle of town. <laughs>
0: So it that's is, how I ended up there. It is right outside the shops, right in the middle of the shops, <laughs> right next to Jigsaw. I don't know if Jigsaw's still there. And Pizza Hut is on that corner cover as well. Cover Market and Alf, the Cover Alf Market. Samba. All of it is there. We did have our fair share of kebab vans in in you, you know did. equidistant choices. Yeah. It was brilliant. Although I never would eat from kebab vans because they don't have running water. No offence to anyone that runs a kebab van. I, I don't know. Back listening. in the
1: day, 19 years old, chips and cheese end I of thought the night. About it
0: too much. <laughs> You're too I was sensible. Like when did you wash your hands? I don't want to eat your food. So after that, mm-hmm. you went off to Deutsche, which I didn't realise until I got my oh, briefing. Oh well, pack for I this. just
1: did. Um, I did an internship there for a summer, so I was on a Deutsche Bank prop desk. Can you explain prop trading to anyone who might not know what that is? It's a it's a trading desk, but it was to benefit the bank, so the money was actually Deutsche Bank's money. So it wasn't that was investing money for Deutsche Bank, mm-hmm. um, and trading for Deutsche Bank, and they actually they spun off into a hedge fund. So it's basically a hedge fund. Internally know. for Deutsche Bank.
0: So Prop was short for proprietary.
1: Thank you very much.
0: You <laughs> just just to, to round that one, round that off.
1: So I was there just for a couple of months, um, trying out investment banking, which was 2007, which was oh, which the time, time to do. when the markets yeah. first crashed.
0: This is radical action across the system. The restructuring of banks under the conditions set down. We are not Seeking to take public control
1: of these institutions.
0: Where's the money got on your far, far.
1: So the first half of the summer, everyone was helping and everyone was swanning in. <laughs> the champagne in. was flowing. Yeah, and then the second half of the, the, of the summer, the sky went dark. The it did. Yeah. I mean, there was no time to teach us anything because the sky was falling in Yeah, and they you know it was unprecedented and I thought this isn't for me <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't appeal to me that we weren't making anything I didn't feel like we were doing anything I thought we were just someone was winning and someone was losing mm. and it, 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 I, I tried it and it wasn't for me I found it really difficult trying to find an applied maths job um, out of uni. I was going to, I mean, the people that came to Oxford to try and recruit you were the people with money. So it was lawyers, it was management consultants. Mm. um, And that was pretty much it that was coming for for the mathematicians. So I'd go out and I. There was that, and there was like the tap, tap on the shoulder. I didn't. I didn't. Give no Don't, one tap me no, on the no, shoulder, no, okay. but I did go to. Um, I think you know at the NEC, there's a huge science um, careers fair, and I'd and I'd go there and I'd say to companies, "I'm about to finish, you know, four years at Oxford. Done. I've done maths, mostly applied. What can? What would I be able to do in your company?" Yes and they didn't have a clue at the time. Oh really? I think there's a kind of a disjoint between what universities teach and what companies need or what they know you're you're learning because they're like you'll probably have to do loads of courses on fluids. I'm like half my degree is on fluids. Yeah. Um so I so I was I was looking at going back into education to do something that's that would get me in there. Yeah, um degree. but in the meantime got a job as an uh, data analyst. Data analyst. <laughs> um <laughs> At a Startup company, really entrepreneurial, small, really bright people. Um, I was only ultimately there two months um, before I before left for Countdown
0: to, to go up today. It's that frustrates me a little bit that I left for Countdown. No, 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 of course, no, no, that's <laughs> great. I mean, do you No, I, it frustrates me a little bit that with a master's in maths, that people still didn't like accounting was what was thrown back in? Yeah, you. It, it
1: frustrated me as well. I think, um maths kind of can get a little bit forgotten even within stem mm. it's it's quite easy you need you need maths for the rest of the stem mm. um but mathematicians i think they're probably an underused resource because mm. a lot of people they they do it because they love it and they actually do want to use their degrees afterwards but the opportunities um not, you, that big. I not that, necessarily i think you have to really look for them and out of six of us that were doing math at the time um, one boy went and, and used his his applied maths, and he went to AWE at the time, Atomic Weapons Establishment. So okay. that was,
0: you know, it's for some. For some, not, not exactly. For um,
1: and everyone else, I mean, I ended up on Countdown, and I think we've got you know a couple of accountants and management consultants.
0: So I did want to talk about technology just a little bit because it yeah. means a lot of things to lots of different people. Yeah. And say so what's what's the best thing about being on social media and online. And what what is it that you what's the one thing you want to see changed?
1: The best thing, people used to contact me um, and ask for like help with their maths homework or yeah. their kids' maths homework. Um, and the only thing I would the only, I wouldn't even I wouldn't call it contentious, but the only thing I'd get into a heated debate with anyone about was women in STEM. Um, really? Yeah, people will come out with a, with a really, you know, a, a comment that's just based on 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 no evidence and and internal bias and all sorts of things that are just provably wrong, and you could use that um, to kind of show other people actually this is why this is wrong this isn't you know evidence were this you is... always
0: fighting then on twitter um, did you force... always no. I, was, I wasn't i mean you just, okay i once
1: tweeted i was going to a charity dog show and i was looking forward to, ca- to cuddling the dogs and i got told some dogs don't like being cuddled Wow, okay. you know so there are people that just like to troll. they just yeah. enjoy doing it yeah i've it's been a steep steep learning curve right because social media and gen- well, us in general, aren't we? We're all in our own little bubbles. Mm. So if you don't see what's going on, you don't see what's going on. Mm. And when you do see what's going on, but you didn't know it before, and you know that everyone that's just like you doesn't know that this is happening, mm. then that's that was for me that was particularly worrying. Mm. Everyone's really reluctant to use Holocaust analogies for anything. But I was recently in LA, and I went to the Holocaust Museum, and the the, the part of the display that really spoke to me was about. Resisters and co- opposed to collaborators, and, and who was passive and who did something and why. Yep, yep. And one of the features was about the railways mm-hmm. and how the railways enabled the mass murder of, of millions of people. And the railways themselves aren't inherently bad, no. of course. Like yeah. People working on the railways aren't inherently bad. Mm. But they were used to transport millions and millions of people to their death, and mm. people that were maintaining them, or turning a blind eye, or, or helping in some way, we're yeah. in some way, yeah. played a part in that. And, mm. and the internet itself isn't inherently bad, mm. but the ir- internet is being used in a way now by extremists mm. um, to, to you know, mess with democracy, to incite hatred, mm. and a lot of these are they're being used not just to promote hatred. Um, you know, anti-migrant, anti-Islamophobia, anti-Jew. There's um, groups that promote curing in as your children's autism by giving them bleach enemas. And oh, they're wow. using it for drug trafficking and they're using it for child paedophilia. Yeah. And you can't see that these groups even exist mm. unless you're in them. So actually, mm-hmm. I'm I'm supporting a bill. Lucy Powell's trying to get a bill through, which with Brexit mm-hmm. has been overlooked I and see, I hope yeah. it'll come through. But yeah. we're trying to, trying to make... Um, the, the forums the, the forum runners actually liable for the material on there because I it's see. it's okay. massive to try and get a, a tech company to change their ways and to try and stop them making money but someone needs some responsibility if you mm. went in the street and you you spouted this kind of stuff you would mm. get arrested mm. but you can do it online with with tens of thousands of people literally in these groups um, and and there's no consequences and it's not visible so and we need to tra- change and that and
0: the trace so this is the other thing that I that I, I kind of, I, I still try to get my head around or kind of normalise in my head is that if someone sent you a message, mm-hmm. even if it is a public one, that's something they've written and they've put it down. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, maybe it's not their name, but it's their account. In yeah. some ways or in many ways that is traceable because otherwise the tweet yeah. wouldn't now. No, often on people out. are proud of it. And so, yeah. And so it's really strange because it's like, how is that? how is that's worse than you saying it but you've incriminated yourself in such a big way mm-hmm. how is that something that on well, you know <laughs> at the moment there's kind of there's two two spheres of
1: existence there's mm. the real world where there's social response social consequences mm. and then there's the online world where they're they're kind of on mm. we've kind of lost that people are saying things and doing things that they would never do in real life Yeah, exactly. and there's um, a fantastic group that I'm now working with called the, the Centre for Countering Digital Hate I can't tell you how good these people are. Because it is a new phenomenon, um, social media being used in nefarious ways or, you know, uh, kind of at the detriment of society. And they're actually people, they're they're getting out there, they're on the front line, they're they're doing research, they're doing analysis, they're doing actual studies that we can use to see how hate spreads. Um, So they've released, um, the first paper was um, called Don't Feed the Trolls and it really, really helped me online because um, <laughs> trolls kind of they 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 hijack your natural instinct to defend yourself or defend what you're talking about, and right. you're you, you just assume as a you know I would just assume that a little bit of education, a little bit of light enlightening mm. would inoculate would people against way. stuff. It but actually, no. these people are in the inside their own social bubble, so you know that their numbers of people they can influence are small, mm. and they are. A, Using high-profile people, um, so to magnify to it. Magnify, yeah, so, yeah. say I've got six hundred thousand followers. Mm. Um, if ninety-five percent of the people see a troll or see what they're saying and think that's appalling, that's horrible. Then they've won. Great, but five percent of people might think, "Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Who are these people?" And then they're getting outside of their bubble. Mm. Um, so there, you know, I just love the campaign. Sorry, I love the centre of the CCDH because. They're talking to experts. They're talking to psychologists, behavioural psychologists, um, tech people. They're travelling around the world. You know, they they're doing proper, you know the proper scientific method to to work out how this thing's happening and what we can do to to, to nip it in the bud. We need to, you know, have more sensible people paying attention and, and, answering and doing something questions instead and of answering instead of yeah, inciting yeah, hatred. Make do, matter and not war.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness motto of life do maths not war. you know what that is one of the
1: things that can still totally distract me it's that's the one of the things I love about puzzles and and maths whatever's going on in my head um doing like a a maths puzzle just takes me straight to that puzzle and that's the only thing you're thinking about and I often you know I'm supposed to be doing 10 other things
0: and I get sent something and I'll just sit and do that because I enjoy it what's your favorite maths question you've been sent over the years is there one that you can pull out and be Um, like this was it probably not not
1: one there's um there's one account on twitter called um i think she's a teacher called um katrina shearer shout out to you she her little puzzles are brilliant she (laughs) makes them all herself and they're all they're just unique and they're they're just different shapes they look you can have like a circle and a triangle and you uh, just the things that she asks you to do with them uh, to work out it's they're really cool they're just oh, really good I'll and they can take, you know, between two minutes and 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, and, it's, and it's the type of puzzles that I really like because it's not knowledge that you need. You just need a little bit of lateral thinking and you need to think, what do I know? How? Like, you've got such few bits of information. What can I
0: work out from this? And <sighs> it's,
1: I just love that thought process. As long as it's maths. So kind oh, of final, yeah, yeah, my yeah. final
0: two questions to you on puzzles. One is, have you seen the GCHQ puzzle book?
1: <laughs> i've got both of them you've yeah. got both of them
0: so this the first one i think we had yeah, in yeah, the office yeah, 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 yeah. and even from page one i'm like this is not math so
1: the second one well it's some of it's you know it's not math but it's lateral thinking isn't it it's um and yeah, but you, i like math like <laughs> <laughs> well some of it you have to know things like the rainbow colors in german which you're never gonna know
0: the but, rainbow colors well in some things like that you know the the patterns that Come you're spotting on. um maths is hard enough like and i'm saying this is someone that loves yeah. maths it's hard enough to not have to know the rainbow colors then in you, ge- but that you feels know, like physics but but you just you just know that you know
1: spies or whatever in, in in the 40s in the 30s they had to think like
0: this they had to try and crack yeah. the code. this is why i could never be a spy i mean i also not like to keep a secret so my second question to you on problems is around escape rooms ah yay or nay i haven't done any what i haven't done any i need to oh come on someone out there has got i know i need Riley, to come around i do want to because i like i like puzzles room. but but
1: um would i just be like a real like the worst person to take into one of those rooms if everyone else wants to have a go because like, i'm just like
0: <laughs> no <it> to me <laughs> well it is
1: teamwork <laughs>
0: I have to i've say, done the crystal maze Oh, have you I've done the Crystal Maze? So I the pro- think the I think I think they're the Crystal Maze mixed with the GCHQ book. Okay. So we went. The team took me for I've never been to one as uh-huh. well, and maybe it's the thing that mathematicians are just like it's below me. I don't know. <laughs> the team took me to one um for surprise for my thirtieth birthday. And I remember being really annoyed because I was like this, none of this is like logically connecting to the other thing. Yeah. But also me just looking at scraps of paper and trying to pull it together randomly. It's not a real maths problem. Someone sent me messages about a
1: pub in Manchester that I've tweeted about Alan Turing because they're obviously big Turing up, yeah. up there. And um, there's a pub in Manchester that has kind of like drinking versions of, I mean, not that I'm doing that at the moment, but of like little maths Turing problems. Pro- yeah. Math oh, problem turing problems. Problems. Yeah. Maths problems, over, problems a, over a drink.
0: Lovely. Drunk maths <laughs> is an that's, idea. That's that's unique. Like that's... drunk histories, we should pitch that. Drunk maths—you <laughs> heard it here first—and you just get, just get drunk and talk inebriated, about... or, and then do maths. Yeah, no, you didn't talk about maths. You do the problems whilst inebriated. I mean, I'm endorsing drinking responsibly, of course, and. You know, for anyone that's tito I don't know what they you have to spin round loads of times and then do the maths, maybe. <laughs> I've I've recently discovered non-alcoholic beer.
1: It's a whole new world. Years ago there was a Marcus de Sotoy and Alan Davies program about maths. They did about they did two. but in one of them they um they strapped um both Doctor Sotoy and Alan into like Brain, um, like imagery okay. software, while they gave them basic sums, like right. basic stuff like nine times seven or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Alan nailed it. Um, <laughs> but Alan was using far less brain power. Then Marcus Desotoy doing the same simple sums. No, that's
0: because. So I was going to say this. You put this, more pressure on yourself. N- not just that, but also higher level maths is not what you do on Countdown. Oh, no. what you did in your masters is not Countdown. So I say no. this to people all the time. You go to university to do maths. You don't see a single number for four years. No,
1: exactly. And and people people have said to me when I was going to uni, um, "Are you allowed to use a calculator <laughs> in your maths degree?" I was like, "Probably." Yeah. They're like, "It must be easy then." I was like, "Well, a calculator in a maths degree is as <laughs> useful as a calculator in a French degree."
0: Yeah. Like, do you think we just times bigger and bigger numbers together? (laughs) It's not what we do. So it's like countdown would not be like you've had to train your brain to do the countdown thing. No, I had to relearn my times tables exactly to get the job. I had to buy puzzle
1: books and practice and practice Um, and practice.
0: So yeah, so we did this podcast without the help of a calculator. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, so there was something I did prepare. I've been waiting to use it, but I didn't think it would be useful anyway. And it's going to sound really random. Now I've like built it up too much, but there was this thing I was I was gonna <laughs> stop looking. This is when okay. I stop looking. I stop and looking. I'll and stop that, looking. And that thing. So I was sure, you know that Rachel and Amory sitting in a tree multiplying things by three. I didn't know where it was going to be useful. And now I've said it out loud. No, no, just just crazy <laughs> things. It's just some that was it. It was just something and just some like a little ditty. I I thought we'd end up doing maths together and that could oh, be like a thing we, and we, we multiply can. things by three. Yeah. Three's nine. nice, nine's lovely, eleven's great. Right, but then if you do nine again you get 27, that was where I thought we'd end up. I don't know why I thought, we thought we'd thought get to 81. Just a bit of fun. That doesn't work as an <laughs> outro, does it? No.
1: <laughs> I think we've got it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> it's 100. 108. 108.
0: 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9.